Welcome to the Bet with Chet podcast. I am here, Kyle Fricetti, along with Brian Campbell and Alex Dalvecchio, here with you always to go over our five plays of the NFL on a weekly basis against the spread. We'll also throw in a teaser play at the end. Um, I believe all of our teasers uh, went pretty well last week. Uh, we have, no. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get into that game. That, that was an unbelievable ending. Uh, I guess we're back on the Mike Zimmer hot seat train after last week. Has to be, right? Yeah, he's he's done. Has to be. You can't lose to Dan Campbell. But uh, we'll get into that. Uh, so overall, you know, decent week. Uh, I have no words for what happened with Alex last week. Like we talked about <laughs> off air, I think it was more impressive that I predicted a 5-0 and week for this guy after he's had, you know, a few – you know, oh for five weeks or one for four or whatever. This guy comes out five and zero, oh, hits his teaser as well. Uh, he put it all out there, and he definitely uh, came out on top. So I'll let you get the first word in, Alex, since uh, you had such an amazing and incredible week. You know, first of all, I want everyone to notice that Chetty tried to make all of my success about him and his prediction, but this is all about me and my expertise. But, uh, of course, when you go from a negative 35 overall, which is what I was going into the week, to a plus 26 week, you know, you can just catch a heater sometimes. So now I'm down nine, so everything's going well. Um, but really, the, the thing to take home is that there wasn't a lot of – there wasn't really that much sweat with these picks. I, I guess it was just one of those weeks where I was on the right side of all of it, but – Dallas laying four and a half is pretty easy. Rams I covered easy. Washington was a little tricky, but that one I had plus two and a half. So I wasn't even sweating that. Um, yeah, you know, there are weeks, you know, this is why you just have to keep plugging, keep at it, keep with your whatever system you have. Because uh, if you keep at it, eventually you'll, you just need one or two of these weeks in a whole year to either make up for losses or put you up on top in a way that you won't give back. And then you profit for the year and away you go. You know, Campbell, I think what we witnessed for the first time ever on Bet with Chet is a first ever heel turn uh, from babyface to straight heel. I think Alex is the heel of the show now. You know, he was the babyface. He was the underdog. Everybody's rooting for him to turn it around. And now he's on top. I think he just turned heel. What do you think? Uh, I mean, winning does that to people. Yeah, you know, now, uh, you know, I, I was Becky Lynch in NXT, and now I'm Becky Lynch reborn, the mother Becky Lynch, you know? So that's... Uh... I've gone full circle. All that success just went to your head, but uh, you know, let's see if you could follow it up with another uh, strong push next week. Uh, and I am down. I'm down nine for the year now. Okay. So uh, I was down thirty. I, I got him. So I was down thirty-five, went plus twenty-six, and now I'm down nine. Okay. Ken, well, do we agree that we're not going to put any limits on uh, units for for games? Um. I'm going 32 units this week, so. Yeah, there ain't no limits on this thing. <laughs> oh, you can't change the rules in midstream. It's the only thing, you know. Maybe we should just have, maybe we should just have like a ranking system and <laughs> the 10, 10 is like your strongest play and one is, you know, you have no confidence at all. This is getting ridiculous. Um, last week I was. My good. success is causing you to want to change the rules. Well. You know, when you're when you're consistent over the year, and then you have somebody with plus twenty six units, yeah, that makes you think. Uh, if I, <laughs> if, I'll tell you this: I know one thing, folks. If I went minus twenty six, there'd be no rule change this week. 
It's very true. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think my lesson of the week is uh, just sometimes you don't want to bet on bad teams, and I, I like to play numbers more so than teams. I mean, Atlanta was a backdoor cover away from covering that game, but then again, they got a gift pick six at the end of the half. They probably shouldn't have even been in that game in the first. Um, even though they did go up, uh, but Bucks too much to uh, to overcome there. But uh, Houston, I mean, that wasn't even close. Campbell, you you definitely called that. That was uh, a pick we discussed last week. Houston, uh, and then with Andy coming off of the loss, that was just a bad handicap on my my part. Uh, I might try that Houston train one more time this week, but uh, haven't made a decision yet. But, uh, man, Houston is just uh, historically bad. Uh, and then I had the Chargers, like, Alex, that was my best bet. You know, who would have known another best bet victory on my end? But that was nice. And, though, uh, you know, you look at that game with Cincinnati and uh, L.A., a few bounces go the other way. We're talking about a different ball game. I mean, since he came back, 24 nothing. They get uh, they get it within two, 24-22. They're driving to take the lead, and then Joe Mixon fumbles, and they take it back for uh, for a touchdown. So it's a, I don't know. Maybe Joe Mixon had Chargers plus three. Uh, we'll never know. But uh, that, that was nice to get that win there because I actually had actual money on it. And then uh, Garner Minshew show showed up. Uh, that was nice to get that cover. And then Pittsburgh was nice. Those are only one-unit play, so I'm up four. And then uh, the teaser hit as well with Arizona and the Chargers plus 10.5. Campbell, take it away. What do you got? So, yeah, Colts didn't disappoint. Chiefs Chiefs are starting to write that train. They're starting to get a little scary. And it's because of their defense, not, not even because of their offense. Um, my best bet, the Bills, I mean, once, once the weather report came out with 60-mile-per-hour winds, um, I think it was obvious to everyone that passing game was not going to be an option. And you know that the Bills have zero running game. So the Bills were in trouble right from the start. So uh, that weather report kind of made me regret making them my best bet um, early in the week. But And then the 49ers, I mean, 23 points in the first half, zero in the second half. Um, that whole game changed at halftime. Garoppolo's team <laughs> with the like, text heard around the world, right, Camby? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I went two and three on the week, down two units. But I think if I saw if we did this uh, podcast late in the week, I definitely would have stayed away from the Bills game. So I'm not too upset about my picks. That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> I, I am open, and I obviously need to run it by you guys because majority rules. Um, since we do this podcast so early in the week on a Wednesday, lots of things happen with injuries and so forth. I'm willing to let everybody each week change one play from now until Sunday. So you could say, this is going to be my change because this quarterback is out with COVID or somebody got hurt. I'm just throwing it out there. We don't have to make a decision right now, but I made made my decision. No, this is for the listeners. They trust in us. I think for the sake of the audience, we cannot do it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That guy in Germany needs to uh, listen up. Uh, going into the yeah, play. I tell you what. I begged him last week to fade all my bets, so he's still uh, he's still homeless. The one week you tell him to fade you, you go 
five and zero. Oh. That's very, <laughs> that's great. I mean, we, we definitely put the disclaimer out that like things cha- things change between Wednesday and Sunday. So, like, you can't take our word for certainty on Wednesday because a lot changes until Sunday. But we're still willing to live with what we say just for the sake of the podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can guarantee you that. Nine out of ten times, my best bet. I actually have a wager on that on that side. So other than that, it's fair game. I mean, I didn't bet on the other four plays, but for the sake of the podcast, it's it's fun to see who comes out right top week week to week. But best bet, I'm definitely making a play on that nine out of ten times. So, all right. Uh, so, any thoughts on week thirteen before we move on to this week? Campbell hit on it a little bit, and I know I always lead with this team uh, in a sense, but, you know, the Chiefs are getting scary. And like I said, you know, that they struggle a lot September, October, and the league just sort of let them hang around and hang around. And all of a sudden now they're catching their rhythm and they're starting to play their best football in December. That could be really scary for the AFC because if it's Mac Jones against Pat Mahomes in the AFC championship game, I'm probably going to go with Mahomes in that spot. So. You know, I, I, I'm very curious how the Chiefs keep playing because that defense is playing so well. And, you know, it it does feel just like an inevitability that the offense is going to catch up at some point. Like, if there's just too much talent there to not. So, uh, eventually, the offense is going to get rolling. And once that happens, I don't think there's a team in the AFC that's going to be able to beat them. You would think so. I mean, looking at that Broncos-Chiefs game, I mean, that, that game could have gone either way. They got the pick six, obviously. They... Ended up winning 22-9, to I believe. But we saw Denver, you know, missing on that fourth down play after that long drive, got no points out of it. I mean, that game could have gone either way. I mean, Denver uh, clearly at least could have gotten the backdoor cover there if not won the game. So, I mean, I'm definitely buying into the Kansas City defense. You also have to look at the opposing uh, offenses that they played. Um, But they still have to get, get it together on offense, and they can't really run the ball consistently. So you get into the playoffs. You're going to be playing a lot of those teams that can run the ball, like New England, like Indianapolis, if they if they squeak in the playoffs. Tennessee, if they get Derrick Henry back. But you can't put all this on Mahomes as, even as well as the defense is playing. I, I um, just won. I, oh, you go, Camby. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that, you know, Chris Jones makes such an impact on the Chiefs defensively that you just wonder that, you know, the Chiefs are a roster that have been in those games and the other teams, like if you put the Colts there, that's a team that hasn't really been in the big game in a long time. If you put the Patriots there, that whole roster is remade. You're going to trust Mac Jones, you know, the guy that threw the ball three times the other day. Like, I just think that you have this extremely experienced team and a lot of times these teams that go Super Bowl, Super Bowl, they get bored sometimes halfway through a season. And, you know, you just wonder if in the next week or two that offense is going to look like itself. And then everybody's going to hop aboard. So I think the value on the Chiefs, you might get it another week or two. But eventually it's going to swing the other way here. Well, I'll, I'll look at that game this week. I'll, I guess I'll start off this week because I have um, the Raiders plus nine and a half first play. Uh, I don't think Kansas City deser- deserves to be laying these many points. I think the line is – Clearly inflated, and I know that's probably partially a fade on the Raiders with that tough loss they had last week. And they're still in the playoff hunt, so they still have something to play for. 
they've been through a lot this season, uh, on and off the field. Uh, obviously, we've spoken about that in the past, but way too many points for a divisional game. Um, how much better are the Broncos than the Raiders right now? I pretty much have them maybe a point difference on a neutral field. So I think there's just way too many points. I'll take the nine and a half. Uh, Kansas City has not shown me an offense to get as much separation to be a double-digit uh, favorite. So I'll take the Raiders. I'm only going to uh, lay a unit on it, but uh, that's my first play of week 14. That game scares me because it doesn't sound like Waller's going to play. So now, you know, going into the year, they had two ways to beat you, which was Ruggs deep and Waller underneath, and you've taken them both out. So then it becomes, can Jacobs run the ball against that Chiefs defense? And I, I don't I don't see them doing it. I think it's going to be more of what you saw last week for the Chiefs. I'm staying away from the game, though, so I don't feel it that much. But that's the reason I didn't bet on it, because, you know, I just don't see how the Raiders are going to be able to score consistently enough with the way the Chiefs are playing. And the Raider defense is not a lot there that impresses me. Yeah, um, I don't have a play on the game either, but my lead would definitely be on the Chiefs too. Yeah. Raiders defense played decent last week against Washington. Obviously, he took a, a, a game-winning field goal to pull out the win there, but you know, only giving up 14 points to, to Washington. And they had some good plays against Dallas, although they gave up 33 points. A lot of those points came in the fourth quarter. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I just think it's way, way too many points. And – Kansas City has not shown me an offense to to be a you know a nine point nine and a half closely with double digit favorite. Uh, they showed that last week. I mean, Denver probably should have won that game. And Kansas City was coming off the bye week. They had two weeks to prepare for that game, hmm. and they still put up that kind of effort offensively. Uh, I'm not buying into the Kansas City hype until they get it together on offense. I don't know what's up, but um, that'll be my first play. Um, I'll let you go next, uh, Alex. What do you got for your first play? Uh, my first play, and I just don't understand the line, so I'm sure I'm wrong, but I'm going to go back to my Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. You know, even last year when the Browns were flying and, you know, they came within a hair of beating the Chiefs, the Ravens beat them twice last year. The Ravens absolutely went up top on them week one of this year. Um, the Ravens just match up great with the Browns. And now this is a lesser version of the Browns. Baker's hurt. The Ravens are coming off a heartbreaking loss, followed by an embarrassment against the Dolphins. And you just know that they don't feel like a team that's going to lose three in a row. And I just don't think Cleveland matches up well with Baltimore personnel-wise. And you're getting points. Like, I thought this, I thought this was going to be Ravens laying three at Cleveland. Like, for the Ravens to be getting points here was very surprising. So I'm taking the Ravens, three units on it. That'll be my first one. Three units. Okay. Uh, Marlon Humphrey out for the year, torn pectoral. That's a big loss for their secondary. Uh, do the Browns have enough at the wide receiver position to expose that? Uh, Jarvis Landry on the injury report with a knee injury. I feel like he's had a knee injury for the past three years. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I think David Njoku is on the COVID list. We don't know if he's going to play on Sunday. So uh, the Browns definitely have some issues at the uh, skill positions that might maybe not negate that Marlon Humphrey injury, but dissipate it a little bit to where it's not a big factor in the game. Um, so I lean Ravens, no play. Campbell, any thoughts I'm, on that? 
I'm riding the Alex Delvecchio wave. I also have no, a play on the Ravens. Wow. Um, I the Ravens, like Alex said, I think the Ravens are just the better team here, and they're getting the points. I also thought the spread was going to be the other way on this. Um, what I wanted to say about Week 13 was, what was Harbaugh thinking? Not going for the overtime in that position last week. Well, I think. <laughs> was he had a lot of injuries at corner that's where the Humphrey injury happened and I think he didn't think they stood a chance in overtime to win so he just tried to win the game there at least that's that's what I read I mean if you win the but like it's not that's such a weird reason to do it if you're Harbaugh because if you win the coin toss they're not going to see the ball anyway especially with how easy that their offense went down the field for that uh, that situational tying touchdown right there. Yeah. Like, they made it look easy. And I thought if they could gain overtime, get the ball back again, the game's over anyway, too. Um, but anyway, uh, coming like Alex said, coming off two losses, I do think the Ravens are in a good spot. This and week and the, Browns, the Browns. And, you know, this version of the Browns, like this good – this new version that's a good football team of the Browns has still never beaten the Ravens. You know, I, I think that it's been a while since it happened. I know they lost to him twice last year. They, last year, this game was the one where Lamar had the, the stomach cramps in the fourth quarter, and he came back for that one play and won the game late. And then in week one, they just steamrolled Cleveland. So, I really like the matchup for Baltimore. So Cam, yeah. Camby's riding, riding the train. Yeah, it's definitely – But I'm going four units on it. Four, okay. Um... No, this is great. It's I'm going to jump a unit on Alex with this game. It's definitely either Ravens or Pass. Um, one thing I like about Baltimore is that they are – I'm just looking at my stats here. One, two, three, four. They are fourth worst in turnover differential, and they're still eight and four. Yeah. Eight and four. So um, I like to look at the teams – uh, in front of Baltimore, and it's Chicago, Jacksonville, and the Jets. <laughs> yeah. So, the I, I'm sure a lot of those turnovers occurred. The, the Ravens had a few comeback wins earlier this year against Indy. Um, um, the other game is escaping my mind right now, but uh, I remember Baltimore turning the ball over earlier in the year, and I, I don't think they've been doing it as much recently. But um, I always like to look at that, and then Cleveland's pretty much right dead in the middle. They're plus one, so. Pretty much what you see is what you get. Uh, but you got to think there's going to be some regression there to the mean with Baltimore uh, regarding the turnover. So it's definitely Baltimore pass, but uh, no no opinion on the on the side with a, with a bet. Uh, all right, my second play, and I was still debating between two here, but I'm – man, this is going to be tough. It's probably the wrong thing to do. But this is a perfect case of just betting the number and not the team. Uh, it's more of a fade on Seattle. I mean, Seattle has San Francisco's number. No matter what the situation is in the season, Seattle seems to always beat them. Um, so I'm going to take Houston plus seven and a half. Seattle does not deserve to be laying seven, seven and a half points against anybody right now. Uh, I think it's just a big overreaction. We know that Houston is a terrible, terrible team. Defensively, they're not that bad. They're ranked about the middle of the pack in the league. They're about 15th in pass defense. Um, so I think they could negate Seattle's uh, passing game a little bit. And Seattle doesn't run the ball that well. 
Uh, so that's not going to be a big factor in the game either. So, um, again, way too many points. Seattle probably wins this game by a field goal, but Seattle has not shown anything uh, to be a uh, seven-and-a-half-point road favorite against anybody. So I'll, I'll take Houston. It's also going to be uh, just one unit. Uh, man, I feel super conservative this week compared to you guys. Oh, I, I got five games I really love, so that's why I'm going big. All right. Well, let's let's kind of go out of order. Let's let's hear uh, let's hear your second. Okay. So my second, I am going to go with the Carolina two and a half coming off the. Um, I'm going. Uh, I think. Atlanta's a bad team. That's pretty much the bottom line. I think they are an overrated bad team that people think is better than what they actually are. Um, And I like the extra rest that Carolina got. I think Cam's going to come back and show that he doesn't belong on the bench. I think that the Panthers are Going to easily win this game by at least a field goal. So getting them at two and a half at home, I'll take it all day. Five units. He's back on the Cam Newton train. Did not see that coming. Uh, Alex, do you have an opinion on the game or uh, uh, a lean? Not really. You know, I feel like I've been on the wrong side of the Falcons all year. Like sometimes I've gone with them and lost, and then I go against them and I lose and so I just kind of skipped the Falcon game. And then Falcons-Panthers, to me, are two teams that are entirely in each other's weight class, if that makes sense. Like, either result wouldn't really surprise me about the game. Um, you know, I just don't think the Panthers have any identity offensively when CMC doesn't play. And I think you saw that last week. They fired their OC. That's going to do absolutely nothing. Ask the Giants what, what that does. It doesn't the, Your personnel is bad. It's bad. So I, I don't trust either team in this game, and I just stayed away because, what is it, two and a half, two? Yeah, I mean, you know, ne- neither of these things would surprise me. Like, Panthers winning, no surprise. Falcons winning, no, you know. This is one of those NFL Sunday games where I'll be very mad when Red Zone puts it on. <laughs> no, I'm with you. And if you look at the NFC playoff picture in general – um, the six and seven seeds are six and six right now. And that's only one game behind or one and a half games uh, behind Carolina and Atlanta. You know, obviously we don't expect Carolina or Atlanta to make a deep playoff run or anything like that. But you have to think the loser of this game is in an elimination type scenario. And you look at the six and seven seeds in the NFC right now, Washington could very well lose against Dallas and then San Francisco could very well lose against Cincinnati. And Philly's on a bye. They're next. Minnesota could very much well lose to uh, Pittsburgh tomorrow night. So (laughs) Carolina or Atlanta could be going from number 10 or 11 all the way up to number 8 or uh, at that 7 seed. So Funny how you talk about that because two of those could could lose teams are two of them that I'm betting on losing this week. Oh. That makes me want to do – that makes me want to double dip with your plays, Campbell. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta get to Alex first uh, to get his second uh, play of week fourteen. My second play. This is gonna be another four-unit one. I'm going with the Broncos over the Detroit Lions. I think this is a great spot to fade the Lions. Obviously, after their first win, 
They're going to come out all happy in sunshine and rainbows. They're going to check up to Denver, who's a very pissed-off football team right now after a game they probably thought they could have won last week. And I think Denver's going to stop them because Detroit's still Detroit. I don't think there's a chance. I don't. Not only do I not think they have two wins in a row in them, I don't think they have two good efforts in a row in them. And this is a great spot because the Broncos are just a prime team that needs this game against the team right off a win. Like, this is just – Made to order in terms, if you like the yo-yo of an NFL season, this is a great spot to just fade the Lions anyway. And um, I like the matchup, too, with Detroit's week O-line against Denver's D-line. I think Chubb's coming back this week. So, going with the Broncos, five units, laying the eight, lay the wood, no problem, no concerns. Broncos laying eight. How many units, Alex? Five. Five. Uh, I was so close to putting uh, Denver is one of my plays and uh, obviously hearing you take him first, I'm going to go with another pick. So we mm. don't, uh, you know, oh. go the same side. Before, before you jump on another pick, I have a play on this game too. Uh Oh, I know it's going the other way. I can tell six units on the Detroit line. Oh yeah. That's, oh. that's an easy plus 12 for me. That's yep. the one. Six. Units. All right. So something's got to give there. Well, first of all, Denver, Denver is not a team that deserves to be laying eight points to anyone. I agree. And Detroit, I mean, as bad as they are straight up, they're eight and four against the spread. They play teams close. Mm. They keep they keep the they keep the game within one score. So I expect it to be this game as all the others. So Detroit's gonna keep it close, if not win the game outright. Denver is a bad team. Detroit plus eight six units. Give me a win over Alex. Did yeah. Everybody, did everyone hear that? It's the sound of Campbell's money <laughs> bursting into flames. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was feeling the complete opposite way earlier in the week, but now I'm definitely more leaning towards you, Campbell. Uh, we don't we don't know how Detroit's going to react after getting their first win. It's, it's a, a consensus to think, Oh, they got their first win. Now they're going to lay an egg the next week. That's not been the case. Looking on uh, some of the data, it's pretty much fifty percent either way. So we don't know how they're going to be after their first win. Uh, but I tend to agree with Campbell. I mean, Denver does not deserve to be laying seven and a half. Uh, will Denver win the game? Probably, but I don't know. De- Am I getting seven and a half or eight? Well, I'll take seven and a half. I yeah, we'll give you seven and a half. I see DraftKings at eight and a half. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let's make it eight. Make All it. Right. What do you want, Candy? Two and eight and a half, then, I guess. Oh, no, we'll, we'll split in the middle. If you see seven and a half, eight. I'm seeing eight and a half. Eight. We can split it at eight. Eight's fine. Well, Campbell gets it plus eight with Detroit, too, so it's a win. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, All right. Yeah, I, 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 you know, listen, Campbell's been lighting money on fire with Detroit all year. What's one more time, right? <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> You look yeah. at Denver at seven and a half, and it's almost a too good to be true teaser situation. It almost it almost looks too easy that I'm probably going to stay away with Denver as a teaser. You know, it's almost like they're baiting you just to tease it down. I don't know. This is just a tough game to handicap. Uh, it it does, you know. You know, Detroit's getting healthier. You know, and and I mean, not Detroit. I'm sorry, Denver. You know, and you saw it a little bit in the fourth quarter where, you know, Judy finally kind of looked like himself again and started to show that burst that he had last year. And, you know, if you put him and Patrick and Sutton and all, and I think they're all back this week, right, I believe? They are. Yeah, so, I mean, 
you know, and then, you know, they did lose Gordon last week, but, you know, they've got personnel on that roster. Like, they're not a – they're not just like the Giants, you know, who just try to punt their way into three-point wins. Like, I, I think they're going to have a good week this week. Detroit's definitely not getting a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, respect from, from the bookmakers. I mean, look at this total, 41, 42. <laughs> it's a nine-point, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they, they, there's blood in the water here, you know, that – a lot of teams that it's an indoor team going to Denver, and I know that has certain things, doesn't it? Like the, I know that used to be. I haven't read it in a while, but I know that used to be a thing. Like a dome team going to Denver would almost always play bad. So you know, there's reasons to fade Detroit here. We'll see. Uh, I'm not a big fantasy football guy, but I know that Detroit did have a lot of success uh, with T.J. Hawkinson last week with that big touchdown uh, down the seam against Minnesota and uh, Denver allows the second least amount of uh, fantasy points uh, versus tight ends. So Denver seems to be pretty good at this covering. This guy just said, I don't know a lot about fantasy football and pulled that stat out of his ass. <laughs> okay, folks. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't know a lot about fantasy football, but here's the super deep dive into the fifth most important position. I love it. Well, wouldn't you agree <laughs> that Hawkinson is their number one target on offense? Yes. So yeah. if they negate some of his uh, production, then yeah, but, you know, this is also the fallacy of the results of the game. Like Detroit didn't really, I mean, Detroit had the lead with zero seconds left in that game. They were losing the whole time, weren't they? You know, like they, like yeah. they, they pulled a miracle drive at the end because of just horrific, horrific soft coverage in the end zone. Like it's not like, Oh, Detroit found the sum of their talent and, won a game against a good Viking team. You know, a little, little touch and go there last week. It's a good well, like I said. Time to fade them. I believe at the 13 yard line. How are you not playing the goal line there? How yeah, why are you no five idea. yards back in the end zone? Yeah, that is the worst. I believe it's so bad. Detroit, You're expecting Detroit a twenty yard pass? Yeah. Like, Detroit is so bad. Wasn't Detroit up twenty to six at halftime? I mean they were winning and then Minnesota came back. But... You're right. Yeah no you're right. But like you see that a lot, and then, you know, when the better team flips the switch and then they start killing them, and you know, it was just a crazy win. The main point being that, you know, Detroit finally got their win. It wasn't necessarily a, a sound victory. And, and this is what we do on the podcast, guys. I mean, one week it's the Jets. The next week it's Houston. The next week we're talking about Detroit for 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is what we do. But it's, it's what you get when you come we're, here. We're looking at value. Like we're looking at the numbers. Like what are we getting the best of the number? Are we getting the best best value for our bets? Because sometimes well, I mean, it shows it's an interesting line too, right? Because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at effort. Looking at Minnesota because they play on Thursday. If you guys have a side in that game, you could feel free to barge in. But looking at Minnesota, you look at the week before that they put up a huge effort in that game against the Niners. So. It was a really, really good spot to fade them the next week. I'm always looking at effort. How much effort did a team put in the previous week? And that was kind of their their do-or-die situation against the Niners. I mean, Minnesota's pretty much out of it now uh, So they, with the tiebreaker scenarios and all of that. So effort is something I'm looking at from a week-to-week basis when I'm trying to pick these sides. Uh, well, you, you know, that does speak to that since you brought up the Thursday line. I don't have a play in it, but – wacky line right like it's it's a line where wait a minute the Steelers just beat the Ravens in a thrilling win yep. their season's back on track here we go big win we're gonna do it for Ben 
oh, we got Minnesota next week. Guess who's favorite in that game, folks? Yeah, it, ain't, it ain't Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep. so that. and that's exactly to what you just spoke about, which is the Steelers basically left their souls on the field to win that game by one last week. Yep. The- and now they have to travel on three days. I mean, it's Wednesday. They're they're at the visiting hotel now. Yep. So I mean, that's a short week yep. and a, a pissed off Minnesota team. Yep. I I don't really have a lean in the game. But like, if I was a Steeler fan, I'd be so gassed because you can, you know, if you can just get out of Minnesota with the win, your season's in a good spot. So like, the desperation is on Pittsburgh's side, but you know, sort of that that yin yang of an NFL season favors Minnesota. What do you think, Chet? You have a sixty-five year old quarterback in a short week. You do, <laughs> you do, yeah. I mean, and he you, got he got want- beat up a little bit now. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I'm I'm not betting on that on a short week. I mean, the caveat to that is he's a veteran. He's been through this over the years. But, I mean, the guy's breaking down. Anybody that's watching the games see that. But, yeah, effort. Exactly. The Big Ben retirement talk is put off for a week. It's probably going to come back after tomorrow night. Um, Didn't he already announce this was his last year, though? No. other, Other teammates have heard him say that. Yeah, the so whisper. it's only locker room talk. It's not him. He has not gone to a mic and said, "I'm retiring." Yeah, but he he probably will. I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna assume a backup role anywhere else. So it's pretty much he's gonna be done when he wants to be uh, done. Gi- Giants will pay him thirty million dollars to come suck. <laughs> yeah, I lean Minnesota in the game, but then again, you got Kirk Cousins on prime time. I mean, do you want to back that? Team? Oh, nice. That's oh, that's the ultimate no-no. Right? It's an easy pass. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't put a lot of merit into this, but the line did open at three and a half, and it was bought down pretty quickly to three. So, not that I, not that the sharps are always right. I don't put a lot of merit into that, but some money, early money, did come in on Pittsburgh. So this probably is a field goal game. So if if you like uh, Minnesota. You might want to lay it now um, if it does go back up to three and a half before. Before uh, I think, I, I think tomorrow night all the money is going to be on Pittsburgh, don't you? I mean, like the the mainstream money, like the common folk, probably because the common betters only remember what they saw the week before. So yeah, Pittsburgh beat Baltimore, and they saw Minnesota lose to the Lions. So you're probably right. So um, if you like. Uh, Pittsburgh, you better grab the three now because it's probably going to get down to two and a half before tomorrow night, right? Yeah, it's such an interesting line, right? Because it, it, this line is basically a view right into Vegas's thought process, right? Like this is one of those where you're like, wait a minute, like this doesn't make sense. Minnesota just lost to Detroit. Pittsburgh just beat Baltimore in a thriller. Pittsburgh's going to kill the Vikings. And it's just a great view into like Vegas is too smart for that. Like, nope. Especially like – motivation factor pittsburgh's got way more to play for yeah you know like, I, I mean if i had a lean i think i'd almost want to go pittsburgh except for except for just the the, the yo-yo. spot yeah the spot exactly like everything else to me would make me want to do it but i can't do it because i just know the nfl and i know how teams react and i just can't do easy, it like he passed this is such an easy yeah pass. i mean yeah, it's, 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 yeah. I mean, Last last week we were talking about the the one game a week that you just will not touch and this is that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> It'll be a fun game to watch, but there won't be a sweat. No, I'm 
completely with you. Um, I mean, since we're on this topic of, of the shady line, I'll just go to my best bet right now because I think it's one of those situations where the books are trying to limit their exposure early in the week because they know that the public is going to be coming in on Arizona. And I'm waiting. If you were, if you were quick enough to get the three earlier in the week, I wasn't. Um, so I'm waiting for it to come back up to three because they want to get people on Arizona right now. They want them to lay the two and a half. And then before game time, it's probably going to shoot back up to three. And that's how I'm going to grab it. So I'm going to take the Rams plus three, uh, my best bet. I'm going to lay eight units. Um, Woo! Welcome aboard, Chad. The guy's um, trying to cap us, then he bets eight. I, I look back to the last time these two teams played. Uh, Arizona was a four and a half point dog. Uh, the Rams are coming off a big win against Tampa Bay, and Arizona just blew them out of the water. I mean, it, that game was not close from the first quarter. I forget the mm-hmm. final score, but it was definitely a double digit uh, victory for Arizona, and that was kind of the victory that that you know um, started their huge, huge winning streak until they lost to Green Bay. So that was kind of their, the, the catapult to their season, and it was kind of the start of uh, Los Angeles's decline. Uh, so I feel like this is a good spot for the Rams to kind of get back to where they were. I know they beat Jacksonville last week. It doesn't mean anything. But if anything, Odell Beckham and Stafford, that connection, they gained a little bit of confidence in that game. And I think they're going to carry that over into this game against Arizona. Um Give me the Rams. I mean, I'm looking at the number, right? I mean, it's a it's a higher total than I'd like, 51 and a half. But I don't think I'm even going to need these points. The Rams are going to win this game. Um, Arizona is what's their record right now? They are um, they're good, ten and two. Not, so yep. are they going to only have two losses the entire year? No, they're going to drop another game or two, and I think this is one of those games. Uh, desperation factor, revenge factor. Uh, I I love the Rams. One of my strongest bets of the year. Of uh, the year, best I like bet. It. Rams plus three. You guys have any thoughts? So, camera. Uh, I don't really have a thought either way on this game. I think this is one of those games that we were talking about that really could be a field goal game either way. Um, I think Arizona is finally starting to get healthy. Rams, you know, they had a rough November. They were no, they were part of no win November, and they still got a lot to prove um, to get back on my good graces. Like you said, a win against Jacksonville is not going to do it. So I'm kind of waiting to see what kind of performance they put on against Arizona before I start to take them seriously on a betting front again. Yeah, you know, the, the thing that I would say about the game from the Rams' perspective, just the Rams, is that, you know, I don't think people know how valuable and good Robert Woods is to that team. And he went down, and they just kind of look lost for a while. And that's when Stafford – Stafford the next week had his worst game, and that's when all the staff infection jokes came back about, you know, Stafford's not good, and, you know, he's throwing all these picks. And I think, you know, if Odell is going to be healthy – like last week, he did flash a little bit. That would be a big help, but he's such a different skill set than Robert Woods is, right? Like Robert Woods is like 11-yard stop and cats nine balls a game, and that's not Odell's strength. So they're trying to rewrite their game plan on the fly around Odell while still featuring all the great stuff that Cup does. Um, You know, the Cardinals, though, 
you know, they're 10 and 2, and a lot of those wins are with Colt McCoy and without D Hop, and they just bludgeon teams sometimes. So I am, I'm leaning towards staying away from the game just because, you know, Connor is a good fit on that team. Murray's back, Hopkins getting healthier, and the Rams have not shown a good talent to stop the run ever since Sebastian Joseph Day went out with that torn peck. And I just, you know, the, the Ram D hasn't been the same since he left. And I know people are like, who's that? The second D tackle of the Rams? Yeah, he's the one who stops the run, so Donald can do whatever he wants. So losing him has been a big hit to them. Losing Woods was a big hit. I do, again, it's a spot game. Spot-wise, I love the Rams. But, you know, the Cards, if you're the Cardinals, you're probably thinking, we can go 15-2 and two and no one's going to give us any credit. And we're killing everybody. So I'm going to stay away from the game. I would probably lean Rams. I would. But, like, it wouldn't surprise me if the Cardinals win because the Cards are just playing everybody so good all year. With all the good points that you guys just brought up about this game, why is this line sitting at two and a half? There's even a, there are even a few twos out there. With all the good things that Arizona has done this year and the perception of the Rams currently. Well, with, I think perception of the Rams is, is good. The right? public loves betting the Rams. Even right now? Yeah. They lost, no, I mean, they lost three straight before they beat Jacksonville last week. Oh, no, the public loses on the Rams. But the public loves betting yeah, I mean, the Rams. Yeah, the, Ra- the Rams, are, Rams are five and seven against the spread. Yeah, like, but public's not winning betting on the Rams. Yeah, they're not they're not winning, but I do think they, you know, the Rams are just a sexy team. They're they're a team people like betting on. You know, like they got the big offense, the big oh, players on. Yeah, because uh, yeah, on paper they have one of the top rosters in the NFL. That should yeah. be. And you know, and again, no win November didn't help that five and seven, right? Because I rode them the first two months, and I won every week with them. Right. So, I mean, I I, I think I I do agree with Chetty. I wouldn't call it like a slam dunk bet just because like right spot, wrong opponent. And there's a chance. And, you know, here's the crazy thing. There's a chance that the Cardinals could easily be the NFC team in the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, and no one's going to realize how good they were until like this June. (laughs) You know, like Mm. no one gives the Cardinals a lot of talk, a lot of credit. But like I said, they had Colt McCoy. They had no D-hop and they just killed teams for a month. With the those thing that, two, you know? the thing that I like about the Rams in this spot is like the Cardinals are sitting there with a two-game lead in the division. Like they have room to coast a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're not. Gonna, they're not going to coast. I mean, the thing is, though, is like for them, this is like this is their off-season game. You, you know, in the off-season, they saw Monday night home against the Rams as like a plant your flag moment. You know. Like they're not going to coast in a division game where they can just go. Like they can stick a fly. They can stick a fork in the NFC with this. Like all the dreams Cowboy fans have, Chetty, and all the dreams the Packers have of catching them. Like if they win this game, that's huge. So I, I just like they're not going to coast. Like if the Rams win, it'll be because they win. But I don't know. Like the Cardinals are really good. Like at some point, we got to give the Cards credit. Seven and zero on the road this year. Yeah. Oh, they're at home. Good faith. <laughs> I mean, um, whenever I see a two and a half line at home, and I know the books are giving less for home field advantage these days. Uh, since 2015, uh, home teams laying two and a half have hit. Uh, they've gone 32 and 48, which is 40% against the spread, and uh, 
for the road teams, obviously, 60-40. But uh, whenever I see that two and a half, it, I just have to open my eyes, especially with the perception of these teams right now. Uh, why is it two and a half right now? In my opinion, these books are trying to limit their exposure. They're, they don't care about which side wins. They care about where the money is and how many bets are coming in on that side. So the fact that it's two and a half now, that tells me, unless you got three early in the week, uh, a lot of probably sharp money came in early to get the Rams plus three. It's a key number. But now that it's sitting at two and a half, they're trying to get all those betters, lay in the two and a half with Arizona, keep the money pouring in on Arizona. They want to they, they, they limit their exposure, get the money coming in on Arizona, and then right before kickoff, you're going to see some threes out there, and that's when you're going to get some buyback on the Rams. They, they just want to make money. They're going to get it from both sides. But which side are they going to get it more from? They're going to get it more from Arizona because that's perception is they're the best team in the NFC right now. So uh, give me the Rams all day. I think the Rams are a good uh, teaser leg as well. You guys like Baltimore. I think Baltimore teasing them over uh, a touchdown and teasing the Rams over a touchdown, I think that's a pretty enticing uh, teaser leg. So, all right. All right. Let's uh, go to Alex's third. Yes, sir. What you got? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm so unprepared for this. Just kidding. No, I'm not. Eight units. Easiest bet of the week. I know Mike Williams ain't playing. I don't care who isn't playing for the Chargers. It's time to go back to a game I call Fade the Giants. The Giants are back. They stink. They got uh, They might have Jake Fum playing quarterback this week. The Chargers need the game. The Giants, you know, they're a corpse. They're kind of what I call the New Orleans. They're, they have Satan syndrome, which is they lost the quarterback, and they pretty much just quit. And the team – you know, that, that game against Miami, all you need to see. I do like the Giants when they play the Eagles again in a couple of weeks because I think that's the only game they're going to care about because of what happened last year. But, I mean, the next couple of weeks, you know, the Giants got the Chargers. The Cowboys are coming up. The Giants are going to get beat up a lot here. So, I like the uh, – I love. I don't like them. I love the Chargers. Chargers to beat the Giants. Big, big. This is the game I'm telling you. It'll be 5.28 p.m. And Red Zone will never go back to this game. They're just going to show a couple of Charger highlights, then it'll be done. Love the Chargers in this game. How many units, Alex? Eight. Eight units. <laughs> wow. All lay right. Lay in the 10? Yeah, lay in the it, 10. We'll give them oh, 10. It's, it's only 10? Oh, good. It went down. <laughs> Thought I was laying 12. Yeah, low total. Listen, again. You do it in these spots. The Giants have no quarterback. The Chargers have a tremendous pass rush and a ball-hawking secondary. And the Giants' weakness is O-line. And right now, it's also turnover-prone quarterback. If it's Fom, I mean, the line's going to go crazy. It sounds like Glennon might get cleared. Yep. But Glennon stinks. He doesn't match anything the Giants are built to do. So then, you know, if you try to turn around and hand off to Saquon, I don't know if anyone's watching Saquon lately. I'm pretty sure his ACL is still torn, and they just told him it's fixed because he's a shell of the player he was. You know, this is a game, if you got the Charger defense in fantasy, you go back to fantasy, this is one of those they're going to get to 18-22, to 22, and every time you look up, there's going to be a dog pile four yards behind the line of scrimmage. Just terrible matchup. I didn't like this game three weeks ago before when the Giants had a little bit of a pulse. I wouldn't like the Giants in this game with Daniel Jones. I definitely don't like them with Jake Fromm or Mike Lennon. 
And again, it's just, you know, matchup wise, it's horrible. You know, the Chargers like to beat you up front and the Giants have nothing there. Like the Giants have the worst O-line statistically, I read like in the last 13 years, there hasn't been an O-line this bad. So it's, it's going to get ugly, folks. Take the Chargers. All right, eight units on the L.A. Chargers. Uh, easy pass for me. I mean, the Chargers have just been up and down all year. They're the typical Jekyll and Hyde team. They win one week. The next week, they're they're getting beat. So um, that's enough for me to pass, especially with the quarterback situation with the Giants. But uh, all right, eight units on the L.A. Chargers. What are your thoughts, Camby? Easy pass for me, too. Um, really? Giants, I mean, after, after – Putting my faith in the Giants last week, I'm never doing that again. Uh, I would definitely lean on the Chargers. I mean, you know, you know, my man crush on Justin Herbert, but uh, they're too they're too inconsistent to be comfortable winning ten points in the game. I agree. It's a tough spot for the Chargers. I mean, I, I do think they're going to win the game. I don't know if they're going to get the cover, but. Tough sandwich spot for the Chargers. They have a big win against Cincinnati. They have to get up for the Giants now at home. And, oh, yeah, they played that team from Kansas City on Thursday night. So a little bit of a look-ahead spot for the Chargers as well. So all those factors, easy pass. Easy Uh, pass. Jake Fromm might be playing quarterback for the New York (laughs) football Giants this Sunday. Hey, crazier Do you know what he said at his presser today? You want to know the words that left his mouth, everyone? I hope everyone's sitting down. Someone asked him, how does it feel going into a game as a starting quarterback not knowing the playbook? And he said, oh, it kind of feels like I'm going in for a final exam and I skipped all of the classes this semester. I mean, we we did see Mike White lead the league in passing yards the one week he – Well, week Mike White was on the Jet roster. Jake Fong <laughs> wasn't even on the roster six days ago. He's about to start against the Chargers. I don't – I think <laughs> – Play. Didn't Glennon win one year in Pittsburgh when he was with Tampa Bay? I think I don't so. Know. Uh, it's possible. Weird stuff happens in the NFL. Uh, Giants money line all day. Giants money. Okay, <laughs> put put some units on it. <laughs> I'll get to, I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we got uh, three plays from each of you. Uh, is it back to me? It is back to me. All right. I gave my best bet. So I'm going to go to uh, the Dallas-Washington game. No real opinion on the side, uh, but I really like the under in this game. Uh, I'm not a big total guy. Uh, I wish I would have grabbed it at 49. Uh, I'm seeing 48 consensus pretty much everywhere. So, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, 48 under. uh Washington, uh, they have some injuries in offense. Logan Thomas, probably out for the rest of the year. Uh, they're not exactly an offensive juggernaut. I think they're going to s- try to slow the game down against Dallas. And uh, Prescott, not playing very well. Uh, a lot of those points against the Saints, obviously they had the one defense touchdown, really 20 points. Uh, so nothing impressive going on offensively with them. Uh it seems like the Cowboys are going to try to run the ball a lot this week based on what Jerry Jones said on the radio this week. Uh, that guy just cannot keep his mouth shut. But I, <laughs> Pollard, it is, it is a little concerning. Pollard missed practice today. So um, I don't know if he's going to actually be playing. He could be one of those surprise inactive, inactives on game day. But um, it just tells me they're going to try to pound Zeke up the middle 
20, 25 times until they realize in the third quarter that it's not working. Uh, but I think by that point, the total will be uh, too low to hit the over. Uh, so I really like uh, the reinforcements that the Cowboys are getting on defense as well. Uh, they're going to get Randy Gregory back for this game. They're going to get Neville Gallimore, uh, defensive tackle, back for this game. So a lot of uh, offensive injury concerns for the Washington football team. And then a lot of defensive reinforcements coming back for the Cowboys. So that just all spells under for me. Uh, one unit. Now, you know what? I'll put – let's go three units on the under. Oh, I like it. Okay. So, Chetty, I have a question for you. Sure. I have a do-or-die fantasy football playoff game this week. Okay, on the spot. Hit me. I, ski- I skipped over a lot of potential things because on the waiver wire, I wanted the Cowboy DST against Washington. Do you think I made the right decision? Uh, like, do you see sacks and turnovers in my future this, this Sunday? I think you're going to see sacks and turnovers in both directions. I, I'll take that. So I think it's going to be one of those ugly NFC East games, low scoring, just really physical. You might see maybe a few big injuries in this game. Not, not obviously hoping for that, but I think it's just going to be one of those nasty, dirty, low scoring NFC East games. So yeah, I think you're going to see turnovers on both sides for sure. I I agree with you. That, that was the that was the feel I had too. I also feel the Cowboy defense. I mean, they're starting to look great. They've really learned in the last three weeks how to unlock Parsons, and now they get their other guy back. So now they can kind of do you know a poor man's giant O seven, and you can have Parsons, Gregory, and is Lawrence Lawrence is back right? He's he's back healthy. He's back. And now you can have all three of those guys on any third and long, just get after them. And, you know, that's going to play. And, I, you know, I was telling telling somebody this. I was like, oh, no, the Cowboys have a style that might play in January. That's not good. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see how it goes when we get there. But I, uh, I really like the Cowboys defensively. I do agree with you. Offensively, they've been a weird team. You know, like they're – they got those cluster injuries at receiver – a few weeks back and it doesn't feel like they've really recovered from that, whether it changed the look of the offense or the way they prepared for it or what, but you know, the Cowboys, the Cowboys should win this game. I have no play in it, but I I do wonder what's up with Dak because maybe it's just his injuries. Do you think that's it? I know that uh, when Mike McCarthy was the head coach of the Packers, Aaron Rodgers had that calf injury. I believe it was in 2014. 14 and it just it seemed to be something that lingered the entire year so I don't know if the injury is just thrown off uh Prescott's mechanics a little bit um you watch the game something doesn't seem right um I don't think he trusts his protection very very well there's a lot of moving parts on the offensive line so and they're not running the ball very well and they've been god awful on third down so I think um I think it's a combination of factors but I lean Washington in the game I think they're gonna win this game out right uh, really? I do. Uh, since 2012, wow. so about a 10-year sample size, uh, we're looking at that consensus point spread of four. Cowboys are four-point favorites. That They've only covered about 40% of the time, 16, 24, and two. Uh, so you, you do the math. Eileen I Washington. Uh, wow. I, I do think their winning streak is a little fool's gold based on the level of competition, although that victory over Tampa Bay was pretty impressive based uh, – upon the fact that both those teams are coming off a bye, so that kind of cancels it out. So that that was an impressive win. Uh, 
and then you know they had those marginal victories over Seattle and uh, who else did they beat over the past few weeks? Obviously the Raiders last week. So not 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 top competition, but that Bucks victory just is lingering in the back of my mind. I, I think I think the Washington is going to be the more desperate team. I think um, the injuries uh, on the defensive line for them are concerning. Uh, not having Sweat um, or uh, Chase Young, uh, but they've been playing well without Chase Young these this past month. So. Because uh, Chase Young stinks. I don't know if you've been paying attention. <laughs> I think bad player. Yeah, I think their secondary is playing really well. Um, I I lean Washington in the game. They're probably going to split uh, when they play uh, in a few weeks. But yeah, they, they play they play twice in a three week span. Yeah, I think Washington's going to make this race a little interesting. I really do. Um, I lean Washington, but no opinion, no no bet on this game. Yeah. Well, you have a bet, right? The the under, but not not the, the under. Gotcha. I do have a bet on this game too. And oh, Cam is going Dallas. I have a best bet on this. Oh, game. a best oh. bet. He's going down. I know. Cam I know it's Washington. And I have oh, ten it. units on the Dallas oh, Cowboys. Oh my ten? God! Ten? ten? No! Ten? You I'm have another ten. ten. This ten. is not going to be close. Oh, they oh, are oh. a fraud. For everything I said. Streak. The mush. It is a fraud for a game winning streak. Oh, it is. Dallas has the better defense, Dallas has the better offense, and Dallas is going to light up the scoreboard. Uh, They are not going to let the Redskins or the football team get within one game in the division race. They are going to put this division race out of reach this week. Mark my words. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a blowout. Dallas Cowboys, 10 units. 10 units. 10 units. Best bet. Wow, did not see that coming. But... I see. I'm not so. See, I'm. I'm more surprised at you, Chetty, because your finger is on the Dallas pulse. You know, like it carries a little bit of weight. So for you to think Dallas is going to lose out, like that gives me pause. You know, because I like Dallas in the game. I didn't bet them, but now I'm like, wait a minute, Chetty thinks Dallas is going to lose. Is this just juju play, or like what is this? If anybody but Taysom Hill was playing a quarterback for the Saints last week, did the Cowboys win that game? I mean, he gifted them four interceptions. That's true. I mean, the Cowboys just have not been playing consistent football for the past month. But I don't think Heineke's any better than Taysom Hill. I, I think he, he makes better decisions. He's better on third down. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, man, I, I don't know. So, I mean – you lose to the Raiders and Broncos outright as uh, double-digit favorites. Uh, good teams don't do that. I mean, I know that all teams have slumps. I mean, Tampa had that slump, right? The Rams had that slump. Uh, so it happens, but I don't think this is the week they get it together. I think it's going to take a, another loss like this within the division to really wake them up a little bit. Um it's it's I hope you're right, Campbell, but I just don't have a good feeling about this game. Um I think you're gonna see them really fired up, uh the football team. I hope you're right, but I just have a bad feeling about this game. All right, I love it. All right. Well let's go to Alex's fourth. My fourth game. And it's because of matchups and just I like the way one team is playing compared to the other. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals over the San Francisco 49ers. 
Um, give me you know, I. What's that? We'll give you plus is plus one. Plus one, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, plus one going four units on the game. Um, you know the Niners. I I think the Niners season ended last week. I think that's a just a devastating loss. I mean, that's just a season. And I mean, they were in such control first half of the game. You think you're cruising and like you just blink and all of a sudden you're losing and then you're losing by seven. And then you get the ball back down seven, I think three different times in the fourth quarter and they couldn't put a drive together. I mean, that I just think it was a, a heartbreaking loss. It's one of those like, what the hell just happened losses. The Bengals are a, a better improving team and they they like the type of style that the Niners are going to want to play I, I like the Bengals in this spot at home what do you guys think I love the Bengals in this spot Bengals are my yeah, fifth yeah. play oh I'm nice the Bengals I... plus one for seven units seven <laughs> units seven units see Campbell saw my plus 26 and he's like I want that alright let's hear, what you, <laughs> hear Campbell what, what's your uh, what's your handicapping for this I think the Bengals, I mean, I think Alex hit it on the nose. I think Jimmy Grappolo's a dead man walking in San Francisco. I think he's pretty much lost that team now. Um, that second half implosion last week is pretty much done. I mean, I think Cincinnati has a lot to prove after letting that uh, Charger game slip away last week. I think they are a better team than what they put out last week, and I think you'll see a good bounce back on their end this week. I I, I do lean Cincinnati in this game. Uh, this, this is this line is a huge overreaction. I mean, this line opened at two and a half Cincinnati, and it's gone all the way to San Fran. I mean, the the value with San Fran is definitely gone. It's either Cincinnati or no or no play. I think Cincinnati Cincy could be a good uh, teaser option as well. I feel like um, if you would have teased San Fran earlier in the week, it's probably going to hit. Now, if you tease Cincinnati now, it's probably going to hit. Uh, but I, I agree. The, the ball bounced uh, the wrong way last week for Cincinnati. You looked at that Jamar Chase interception where he just bounced off his hand, started defender, picked it off. Um, it's, it was one of those days, bad day at the office. So uh, the interesting uh, aspect of this game to monitor is the health of Debo Samuel. We, we talked about uh, uh, Chris Jones on the Kansas City defense uh, being the catalyst for that unit. I feel like Debo Samuel is definitely the catalyst for the San Fran offense. If he's not on the field, they're a completely different team. He just adds a different dimension to them. So if he, if he doesn't play, then that just only you know, reinforces the, the Cincinnati lean. If he does play, then that, that might caused me to just pass the game. But uh, I might have a teaser on Cincinnati if Debo Samuel does not play. If he does play, it's probably going to be a pass. But I'm definitely uh, with you guys leaning Cincinnati. Any uh, final thoughts on this game? Uh, I, not really. Just, you know, it does feel like, you know, the Niners are, are dead after last week. <laughs> I just think that game last week just took their, took their heart. You know, there are games in the season – where you see, oh, this happened, and then a collapse, and I think the collapse is coming. And I think the Bengals, you know, the Bengals are in this thing. So I think the Bengals are still going to play hard. And I, I like the spot. I like the matchup. I like most of it. So, I mean, both teams are currently in the playoffs right now if they were to start tomorrow. San Fran is still the seventh seed. Yep. Cincinnati, Cincinnati is the sixth seed right now. So both teams have a lot to play for. 
I remember betting on this matchup a few years ago, and albeit this probably doesn't have any bearing on the game on Sunday, but I remember um, it was when Andy Dalton was still the quarterback. I think it was his last year in Cincinnati, and San Fran was coming off a big uh, blowout win, and Cincinnati, I think, played a close game against Seattle the week before, and then Cincinnati was going to be playing uh, San Francisco in Cincinnati. I think San Fran won that game like 41-14 to 14 or something like that. I just remember thinking, man, Mike Kyle Shanahan just completely outcoached uh, the entire Cincinnati coaching staff. It was just <laughs> amazing to watch. And I took Cincinnati in the game. I was so confident because I thought, you know, they almost beat Seattle. It was a really close game, and then they just laid an egg at home. I don't – I mean, same coaching staffs on both sides. Obviously, there's a lot of turnover from, from year to year. And uh, Cincinnati, you know, obviously they have a lot more talent on that team now. So – just, uh, you know, it's not going to have any bearing on the, on the game this Sunday, but I just think of that every time I see these two teams play each other. Um, all right, so let's go on. Uh, is this my fourth, no, fifth play, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, man, I went back and forth on this. I was looking at a few different matchups. I thought about laying the points of Green Bay, them coming off the bye. Uh, Chicago is definitely out of it now. Uh, so I think Matt Nagy is definitely going to be uh, – fired at the end of the year so i definitely don't want to back a team like that but decided to pass that game this is tough and it's never easy going against tom brady but i feel like it's the perfect spot for the bills here uh i think the value is way too high with tampa bay they're coming off of of a double digit uh cover and the bills i know it's a short week for them but uh if you're gonna give me three in the hook i'm gonna take that all day uh buffalo I think they're going to play uh, more as the desperate team in this situation. Uh, they're still the seventh seed, so the, they would still be in the playoffs if it started today. Uh, I think Tampa Bay has been playing well. Uh, I'm just concerned about the the level of competition and the way they're winning games. Um, they beat Atlanta, big deal. They were down to Indy big, and they, they had the whole turnover uh, situation happen. They came back and won that game. I, I just think Tampa Bay is due for a letdown spot here, and you're giving me the hook with, with Buffalo. Uh, I don't put any merit into that game on Monday night with Buffalo and New England. I mean, that was just one of those games where the weather just uh, took a full effect on it, and it gave the advantage completely to New England. They could run the ball, and Buffalo can't run the ball, and, and you saw what happened. So you're going to take a cold-weather team like Buffalo. You're going to send them down to Tampa Bay where the weather is going to be nice and sunny. Um, I, I, the one thing that does concern me with Buffalo is the injury to, uh, to white, the cornerback he's out for the year, but I think, I think it's going to be a shootout game. I really do. I think it's going to be a high scoring matchup, but, um, give me the three and a half with Buffalo and, uh, they might win the game outright, but I think they'll definitely get the cover. I'm just going to put, you know, I got to keep up with you guys. You're doing these 10 unit plays. Uh, <laughs> you do you if you just bet one unit of the game we'll probably be so far underwater after a week that you'll be fine there's an insurmountable deficit uh, I'll, I'll i'll put four units on buffalo plus three and a half there you go <laughs> all right what do you guys think i i go the other way on this game I, th- I i like tampa you know i think you know arians is such a good coach brady's a good leader you know they've been talking about how they haven't been playing well in december and they have to flip that switch you know, Bucks Bills is still a big matchup. You know, Bills won the AFC title game last week. 
and you know, Tadavius White, you know, in a game you wouldn't want to lose him. It's when you got Mike Evans and Godwin on the other side. So I think it's an injury that will play into this game. Um, and just the Bills' complete inability or desire or talent to run the ball at all just means that you're asking Josh Allen to convert every third and eight for, you know, three and a half hours. And I just don't think they're going to be able to do it against a secondary with Winfield and just ball hawks everywhere. I like Tampa in this game. I lean Tampa. I go the other way. I, Not bad, like, though. I like Tampa in this game, too. Um, yeah. The Bills, completely one-dimensional team. Um, yeah. I think the blueprint is out on them how to stop their offense. And basically that is just to contain Josh Allen in the pocket. Don't let him don't let him escape. Don't let him be able to make plays on the run. And they have no running game to back it up. So I think uh Tampa Bay I mean Tampa Bay defensive minded um coach uh who's their D C over there now? Um the old Jets coach. Um I'm drawing a blank on his name. Bowles. Yeah. Yeah. Bulls. I mean, Bulls, one hell of a defensive mind coach. He'll be able to shut down that Bills offense. Um, doesn't that go into Buffalo's advantage, the fact that Tampa is second in run defense and Buffalo doesn't run the ball because either they don't want to or they're not very good at it? And Buffalo is a number one ranked pass defense, even with the white injury, and Tampa is a passing football team. Uh, they run a lot of screens to Fournette, uh, but they're not considered a running football team. So doesn't doesn't that go into Buffalo's advantage? I mean, well, I mean, you haven't seen the impact of the white injury because he got hurt, and then they played the wind game, you know, where the Pats threw the ball three times. So you know, I mean, you're taking it's like taking. I mean, that guy is so good. I mean, that's almost like taking Ramsey off the Rams, you know, or or. Uh, you know, not quite. You know, not quite. I'm not going to say Revis, but it's like taking Sherman off those great nine uh, Seahawks teams. You know, like they're just going to look different. And I think you know, this is a game where they're going to feel it. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm not betting it. So. And then I think also you have a team like the Buccaneers, who just can light up scoreboards. Pace of play is going to be having teams throwing the ball consistently. So, I mean, that's going to give you a number one rushing uh, defense easily when teams are having to just pass the ball every play against you. That's true. No, I can't, can't argue that. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. Um, we'll see. Got the best of the number. I think uh, three and a half. I, I, Tampa's probably going to win the game, but anytime you give me three in the hook, uh, I, 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 yeah. I mean, you definitely got the you got the best number that you can get on that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It's definitely the matchup of the uh, of the late games, unless you want to watch Detroit at Denver and the Giants at the Chargers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know which game I'm getting down here in Sarasota. So, uh, but yeah, good good thoughts. Uh, under- I'll be on I'll be on the road all day Sunday, so I won't even be able to watch the games. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, let's uh. Wait, so that was my fifth? No, we still got to get Alex's fifth, right? Yeah, we need Alex's fifth. What you got, man? Fifth. Best bet, <laughs> and I've been saving it. I've been saving it, man. And I will match I Camby. It. It's got to be Green Bay. I, I will match Camby. Going tan. 
Ten units. Thank God. Ten. <laughs> he said, oh, my God. <laughs> it is double-digit Del Vecchio I... taking the points. I... What? See, that's right. Heel turn. <laughs> taking the points. What? Uh, give me the Bears. Oh, my Plus God. Plus 12 and a half. What? This is an emotion-driven sport. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. And if you think the Bears haven't been playing that I own you guys shit for two months and they're looking to kill that guy this week, you're out of your mind. They are not losing by two touchdowns. This is a division game. It's going to be close. Packers might win, but I think you're going to see the best effort of the year you'll see out of the Bears. You're going to get this Sunday. Give me the Bears. I mean, you're almost getting two touchdowns. Take it all day. Double-digit Del Vecchio with the swerve. Your thoughts, people. I hate it. I the words. I, I hate it. I'm numb. Why? Why? I think, I think the Bears are bad. I think Justin Fields is one of the worst quarterbacks. He's not playing in the NFL ever in NFL history. No, but Andy Dalton's playing, so that's not an issue. All right, Next. so I think, I think <laughs> Andy Dalton is a step down from Justin yeah. Fields. <laughs> That's I a, think, lot of, a lot of all-time bad quarterbacks on the Bears. I think you failed to check uh, the Bears' Wikipedia page and see owner Aaron Rodgers. He's not losing. He's not <laughs> not this covering. Is, he's this hurt. guy is going to. He is injured. He's not he practicing. Hurt. They he let could, the other guy take all the snaps today off a of bye. What's that tell you? He could. He could still win the game by twenty-eight with COVID toe. <laughs> they didn't blow their doors off last time. Well, a healthy Aaron Rodgers. We're talking a ten-year sample size, and there's—I mean, it's not exactly a huge sample size. We're talking about ten games. So there's only been ten times where a home favorite has been laying twelve and a half, and those teams have gone seven and three, seventy percent. So, like you've done in the past, Alex, you like to ride those double-digit favorites because historically, I'm, do- ta- I'm taking the dog. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised. I'm taking the dog. I love the Bears. I think you know. The- there's a countdown to Matt Nagy being fired. That team is done. They they might lose. They might lose. But yeah, they, they might need every one of the points. But it's gonna, they're going to lose by epic proportions. They won't lose by epic proportions. Rodgers is hurt. Rodgers is hurt. And, he's and he said on national TV, I own you to the Bears fans. You know what the city of Chicago has felt like since that happened? The Bears are going to show up. That they will show up and give an effort in this game in a division game. Like, it's not like they never see the Packers and are going to be overwhelmed. They see them twice a year. You're going to get a good effort. Packers might win. I think there's a small chance they'll lose that way, but I definitely like the Bears plus all those points. What is it, 12 and a half still? Yeah, 12 and a half. I will take every bit of that 12 and a half. And, you know, again, it's an emotion-driven sport. And same thing with Giants-Eagles. You get into this shit where guys get out of line, you know, the other team tends to respond on the field the next time they see each other. I think you'll get a good effort. Give me the 12 and a half. Tough, man. I mean, whenever – He's not practicing. I mean, Rodgers isn't even practicing. That matters. Off a bye week, off a bye week, on Wednesday game week, he still can't play. Whenever I take a dog, man, I want to make sure they actually have a chance of outright winning. And I, Justin Fields, I, he's not there yet. I, I he's not playing. Yeah, he's going to start. They announced it today. 
Oh shit! Hold on, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. no yeah. I still like I still like the Bears. Um, start. Um, I... What about the emotions of the game, guys? <laughs> this is where this is where I get you. This is where you got to take into account there's humans on the field. That I own you shit has been the headline in Chicago for eight weeks. The city will not let the Bears just come out and be dog shit this week. They're going to be into it. Rodgers got asked the question today. Every defensive player on the Bears has been asked the question today. That's the theme of the game. Like, this guy said he owns you, and this guy also right now is very badly injured. Like, it, it, it's probably – what do you think it is, Kim? You think it's a Liz Frank injury? Ah, probably know. Liz Frank, right? Like, it's probably, like, the top of his foot, and he's just trying to say – I know he showed his fucking foot on camera and said it's a fractured toe. But what is the exact injury? Do you know? Did they COVID toe. It's fractured toe. It's what, a fractured toe. What is COVID toe? No, it's it's not COVID toe. Like, it's, is, a fra- it's a fractured toe. So the, his middle his middle toe on his foot is fractured completely, clean fractured. He stubbed it. Well, it's not so like if it was fractured completely, he wouldn't he wouldn't be walking. What what is the injury? I need to find out what is the structure that was affected. It's a fracture. His toe is completely fractured. So clean he broke. So he broke a bone in his foot. Yes. And he's still walking and bearing weight on it. You can break toes to, and walk to a on point. it. Yeah, to it. a point, yeah. You shouldn't if he is, then... Well, that's why he's not practicing. It's a bad injury. Like, everyone says this is a very bad injury that he gets a happy shot for, you know, before the game, and a quarter and a half he's fine, then, he says, then he's limping around the second half. It's going to be you one took, of those all year. Good to go. Um... Listen, another Varsity Blues <laughs> reference, this is one of those John Voight needle-in-the-foot injuries, okay? Like, you can feel good for an hour, but it's going to wear off. It, it mu- it's, I don't understand what kind of – I don't know how it happened, but it could be um, – I'm reading right now, it def- there definitely is a fracture, but it's, apparently if he got surgery, he would not miss any time. So I don't know why he's against having the surgery. Maybe you have to be vaccinated to get the surgery. Not sure. Maybe, you know, he ain't doing that. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, like I said, he's injured, and I I think there's going to be a lot of impetus on the Bears to play well in this game. And, again, like it's a division game anyway, so it's probably not going to be a four-score blowout. I I love the Bears. I love the Bears this game. You know the injury happened in the game? It happened his first week week after he got – healthy from COVID. I think it happened in the fourth quarter of that game. Okay, so it was something that happened. He, play, he played a game with it, and then the bye week came. So okay. the, the game two weeks ago, he had this injury and was playing with it. Okay. So he probably had, like, an avulsion fracture then. That, that would be my assumption. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's an emulsion fracture. I don't fucking know, man. What are you talking about? These words. I think, knows these I think words. I'm going to transition <laughs> this game into my teaser, because I am taking the Packers. Minus six and a half. And I thought I thought I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna lay eighteen and a half to make a point. I mean, <laughs> I, I win. I'd still win with that. Oh, but. I love it! Wow. <laughs> what about the emotion? I, what about the walk? Emo- Do you put nothing into that? Like, I I think that's a big deal. Like, we've been in locker rooms, Camby. It's a huge deal when something like this happens. It's why the Giants beat the Eagles. You know, it's the same thing. Like, if it, I, these teams I, act like this. Like when the Titans stomp on the Ravens logo, the Ravens knock them out of the playoffs, right? 
Like right. that's what happens. Like I mean, <laughs> yes, year. emotion emotion plays key part in games, but so does skill. And the Bears don't have that. The Packers are going to up and down the field on the Bears. It's not going to be close. So if I could tease it down under a touchdown, it makes the bet even better for me. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to take the six-point teaser, get Green Bay under a touchdown at minus six and a half. I'm going to pair that with the Tennessee Titans, teasing them down from eight and a half down to two and a half against the Jaguars. Uh. Jaguars are bad. Tennessee, they're getting Julio back this week, so that's going to be able to open up the passing game a little bit. Um, I think that's going to help out Tannehill and open up their running lanes a little bit. So I think it's a good spot for Tennessee to get a win. Um, Basically, I mean, you're really not asking much. Just cover – a field goal will cover the spread. So give me Tennessee minus two and a half, Green Bay minus six and a half, two team six point teaser. There's your winners. Okay, Alex, teaser, week fourteen. What is it, man? My teasers. I am taking the Bengals as one of my teasers, and the Ravens as my other teaser. I like. Uh, I don't know if this is your Wong thing, but um, definitely is it. it? Yeah, it is. Oh, that's scary. It depends on how many points you. You do with the teaser. You're gonna do a six and a half point. Yeah. Yep. So you got so, Bengals plus seven and a half. Yep. And Ravens at plus plus nine. 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 I like. Yep. I do like that. Yeah. So uh, take Bengals Ravens. Um, you know, for all the reasons I talked about before, I I really think the Raven point spread should be flipped. I, I don't know why they're underdog. And you know, Bengals Niners, same thing. I think Niners might be a corpse this week. Like I, that's a killer loss. And, and Bengals in a good spot. I mean, you're taking two two underdogs that are going to win straight up and yeah. giving them Most both of. over a touchdown with that teaser. I think that's a very safe teaser. I'm with. Yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati too. You guys convinced me on Cincy. I think the wrong yeah. the wrong team's favored in that game. I mean, why is San Fran laying one and a half? What are they to be considered yeah. road favorite? Cincinnati, this is what Cincinnati does. One week, they're like, oh, my God, Cincinnati's the best team in the AFC. (laughs) This happened right before. That was the reason why I liked the Chargers last week, because they get a big win, and then they they have a big upset the next week. They lost to the Jets, and the only thing that concerns me is that the week after they lost to the Jets, they were blown out by Cleveland at home. Uh, That's right. So uh, that scares me a little bit, but... I mean, San Fran, they don't deserve to be a root in this spot. So I will tease Cincinnati as well at plus seven and a half. And uh, then I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to tease them up from two and a half to plus uh, nine. So that'll be my teaser. Rams plus nine and Bengals plus seven and a half. All right. Do you guys want to do any look ahead stuff to week 15? Any, any games kind of? Stand out to you? I'm not sure if you have the board in front of you, but one game definitely uh, catches my eye, or a few games, at least on the or two two Saturday games. And uh, I'm bringing up. I'm bringing Let me. Up the uh, board yeah, now. I gotta try to find it because Wager Talk is dead. Is Wager Talk dead for you, Chet? Yeah, I think you have to reload it in your browser. So literally, just type in wagertalk.com and, oh, okay. and go to live odds and see if it works there. Yeah, I was having the same problem. Um, but man, oh, we're back. Damn, man, I wish I talked to you before this started. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, the Thursday night game is really good. Um, New England and Indianapolis on Saturday night is really good. So, and if anything, oh, that's a great game. Well, that's oh, a real good one. I love a team in that spot, depending on what happens this week. But man, I cannot wait to fade Mac Jones in the playoffs. It's gonna be. Oh, <laughs> well, you know. He's oh God, I can't. I can't wait. Uh, there's a lot of good games that week. I I wonder. Um, uh, don't like. I mean, quick spread. glance. Quick glance, I mean, I can tell you now I'm going to bet Arizona. You don't even have to. You can just lock it in. Like, <laughs> Double-digit Del Vecchio fading Detroit. The, uh, I'm betting Houston. There's no reason Jaguars are laying more than three points to any team. You, Campbell, that stood out to me like crazy. That, <laughs> that Jacksonville. Jaguars laying three and a half as the worst team in the NFL? Like, that has, why? That has to be a pick. I could see uh I'm offended. I could see Green Bay covering that spread against Baltimore coming off their heartbreaking defeat to Chicago the week before. Green Bay, Baltimore, yeah, that was a good game. A lot of good games next week. I wish you know that, Colts. So here's if Pittsburgh man, that game tomorrow night's big because if Pittsburgh can beat Minnesota, then they get Tennessee, you know, at home. Everybody, games next week. Everybody's giving up on Tennessee, huh? You guys are done with Tennessee. I'm not. I'm not I done. Like, I, I like Tennessee still. I do too. I just don't. I'm not gonna. I think big I'm, I'm picture not, wise, thirty yeah, thousand foot view. I don't like them. But like week to week, you know that they're, they're still coached really well. You know, like Vrabel's a great coach. Um, I just wonder if Pittsburgh because if, I just think Pittsburgh is the type of franchise and staff and players. So like if they get a little momentum, they can they can carry that for a month or so. Is like it, I would like them like, against Tennessee in the spot. It's just Tennessee, like you had them like up there with the elite of the elite. And yeah. Like I mean I mean you would have said like not, Super Bowl. Not being big on them just means like they're really good. They're they're just not where they were yeah. because of the Derrick Henry injury. Go back to mid October and look at their force. <clears throat> They beat Buffalo. They beat Kansas City. They beat Indy. Then they beat the Rams without Derrick Henry. And then they beat the Saints, who were still, you know, they weren't as banged up as they are now. But what do most people remember about Tennessee? They lost to Houston right before um, the bye week. And then they got blown out by New England right before the bye. So that's yeah. remember. But they had a lot of cluster injuries in that New England game. I think, uh, remember, A.J. Brown and uh, Julio yeah. were both out. And, uh, yeah, that Texans loss is pretty bad. But it feels like Tennessee had to lose a game. They were on such a high. They, were, they won five straight games. They had to come back down to earth um, at some point. So I think like, now it's a, it's a good buy low spot on Tennessee because they're going to get healthier. Um, I think they could possibly make a run if you look at their schedule, man. They got Jacksonville, then Pittsburgh. They're no juggernaut. Then they have the Niners and the Dolphins at home. Uh, two winnable games, and they finish with Houston. I mean, they're already eight and four. They could easily win thirteen games. They could. Yeah. It could happen. Can I make a, a quick observation? Actually, sure. So Chicago is a four-point dog to Minnesota next week, right? Mm-hmm. A four-point dog Monday night. Oh, it's Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Why? Why is the spread against the Packers eight and a half points more than that? What do you mean? These Packers are like Packers twelve and a half. The Packers. Pack- are- Packers are. That much better than the Vikings right now. I don't know, man. I think Rogers' injury. 
Uh, when I see Minnesota at Chicago, I think uh, Kirk Cousins on prime time and cold weather. <laughs> Chicago plus four, best bet, 10 units. I, Ten? I, see another, I, I see another game I am liking for next week. I love um, Love I, I think next week's going to be a good spot, especially take, if you get this early line of taking Denver Broncos at home plus three against the Bengals. Bengals are going to have a big win this week, and Denver is going to be coming off a loss to the Lions. So I think uh, this is going to be a good week to back the Broncos um, next week. It's going to be a good spot for them, getting three at home. I'm looking at that New England and Indianapolis game. Both teams are going to be coming off the bye, uh, fresh, rested. I don't want to give anything away, but at some point, New England has to drop a game. (laughs) <laughs> and I think Indianapolis is way undervalued at this point. I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs. So uh, that's a really tough spot for New England. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm the opposite on that one. I think if there's quarterbacks that are going to throw games away, it's Carson Wentz. And if there's a team that's going to take full advantage of quarterback mishaps, it's the Patriots. And I think that's – what we're going to see happen next week in that game. Money's coming on Indy, huh? Is going to be, make some boneheaded play. He's going to probably try to throw a left-handed pass out of his own end zone like he did a couple weeks ago and get pick sixth and just put that game out of reach for them. He, he might. I, I, don't, I mean, Indianapolis, they've been playing pretty good run defense recently. you know. So I feel like there's got to be a point in the season where New England's going to come – across a team that's going to shut down the run. Uh, they're not going to be getting 8, 10 yards of carry like they got against Buffalo on Monday. And they're going to have to put the game in Mac Jones's hands against a good defense. I want to see him do that. And Indy plays good D, so I think it's going to be, it's going to be a really, really good game. Uh, there was one line this week where I looked at, and then I looked at the week before, and I was like, wait, oh, it was uh, Seattle at Houston. Okay, so can you guys uh, – Help me understand this. Indianapolis just played Houston, right? Right. Indianapolis, <clears throat> nine points, right? Mm-hmm. Now Seattle's laying eight points against Houston. So are you telling me that Indianapolis is only one point better than Seattle on a neutral field? I think they're kind of overvaluing Seattle's win last week. Totally agree. That's a huge overreaction. Seattle just put up 15 points to Washington, and, and that was a that was a backdoor touchdown if you had Seattle plus two, but or, or a push. But Seattle was talking about firing the head coach, getting rid of Russell Wilson, and now they're seven and a half, eight point road favorite when Indianapolis was just a nine point favorite against the same team. Uh-uh. Huge overreaction. Houston's gonna win that game, guys. Watch. <laughs> I love it. You know what? I'm going to go back to that Houston play. I'm going to put eight units on the Texans plus seven and a half. Oh! Eight units. Eight units. All right. So Rams are eight units. Texans, eight units. Bills, four units. And then Cowboys, three units. Three and Raiders, one still. And Raiders, one. Yeah. (laughs) A one unit play is like an embarrassment on this show. It's almost, yeah, it's almost. Uh, you might as well just bet the other team. 
Yeah, <laughs> just pass. Don't make a play because one unit will mean nothing when it comes down to the end of the year. So, <laughs> after I win my 32 units this week, I'll be going back to my uh, conservative streak next week. He's just matching what Alex did last week. So he, get- <laughs> he, saw, he saw that 26 was like, well, I want to do that. Yeah, except, <laughs> except Alex's 26 gets him still to the negatives. My 32 is going to get me double-digit positive. By the way, well, you know, I'm minus nine right now, and I believe you are now minus 15. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, means, I am. Let me pass you a Heinz bottle because you need to catch up, son. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know where Chetty's at. Oh, uh, that's- Good What's your total at, Chetty? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I sent Chetty, a text. Chetty was minus six. I don't know what he went. What did you go last week? Plus he went. Uh, minus two. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Chetty's in the lead, minus two. Happy you're all listening to this great gambling show. I thought I was plus two, but I guess not. I just copied and pasted the chart. So. Okay. No, okay. Uh, so Campbell's still leading with the teasers, three and four. Uh, do you guys do any prop bets at all for your game? Yeah, Tony. Yeah, Tony Pollard under. On <laughs> yeah, that's what I fucking did. I want to kill myself. I literally like I had the news hey. on the fucking post. <laughs> like, that was oh a good bet, God. man. That was. A good oh yeah, okay. yeah, great one to fucking good. lose. <laughs> Not all I good. I, bet. I don't really. I don't. I don't really touch prop bets. You, you know, I don't because fantasy football scratches that itch for me. You know, like. Yeah. In terms of following game to game stats and all, like fantasy football does that for me already. So, like, why add another element when I'm already getting the sweats? And and this week is a big week for fantasy. Uh, this is oh, this yeah. is our uh, last week before the playoffs. Did you guys see what Tony Pollard did the following week? That was crazy, right? Good bet. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. The following week. <laughs> Keywords. <laughs> what do you have? That seventy yard run. <laughs> Yep, that would have hit pretty easily. Well, like they say, there's always next week. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be interested to see what the standings are after this week now that I've been uh, I've been convinced into laying all these units. We try to teach money management in this show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we do. <laughs> yeah, you know, they really don't. Uh, folks, we teach competition. We, yeah, this is Competi- Yeah, competition does drive us. Oh, it's all, I, I love the trash talk, and that's the best part of the pop. It's great. I mean, this is what people listen for. This is what that guy from Germany listens for. I mean, I'm a little disappointed that like I've been on. I'm on the same side of of a couple of bets as Alex this week. I'm just happy <laughs> to have I that one head to head. I mind my own business. I place my bets as well as I can. I have one good week, and all of a sudden, Campbell gets all pissed off. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm just hang it out. When I saw Denver minus seven and a half on Alex's card, I said passing the game. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. That, I'm a little, that five I'm a little disappointed I don't have any I'm not sharing any games with you check this week. I, I, I like our head to head battles. You you won it last week with Indy. Was that the only game we were going up against? Yeah. So you you won, but the week before that we had like two or three games, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't. I already know next week I'm going to have a head to head with Alex again. I think I'm going to somebody that New England and Indianapolis game. Is, isn't next week Eagles Giants again? No, it's Cowboys killing the Giants. Cowboys. Uh, all right, so two weeks. 
We're going to variants again. You know, yeah. leave in the Gardner Minshew show. Love, love Minshew mania. The moment with his dad was genuinely pretty cool after the game. Did you see it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, I think Philly's on a bye this week, too. But, I mean, I think Washington's going to make that division a little interesting. I'm probably wrong. I mean, I've been wrong about the Cowboys before, but I just sense something uh, game plan-wise that they're doing this week that's going to come back and bite them in the ass. Uh, I think they're going to try to run the ball too much. I think they know that Dak isn't right. Run right in to that Washington defensive line. Low scoring. You go outside. No. I hear like wind. <laughs> this wind. I hear a Chuck backing up. Where are you? Guys, <laughs> says I'm not outside. We hear Chuck's backing up in the background. I am making popcorn. I don't know if it would make, it would make that. <laughs> you making it outside? <laughs> oh, I'm in my apartment. What the heck is going on? Maybe it's these headphones. I hope. Quality isn't that bad. Do you, do you hear it again? Do you hear it? Yeah. I hear wind. Oh, it's popcorn popping. No, that was my headphones. I was just because I only have oh. one uh, in my ear so I could hear myself. Oh, okay. The, the truck was probably a microwave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was definitely the microwave. Oh, yeah, because it went off. You probably thought it was like a truck honking a thorn. Okay, now it's making sense. I'm eating popcorn, okay? Let me eat. You're not eating popcorn. You're making that for somebody else. You're making that for, I love popcorn. Eat it every night. Bro. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, wait. What do you see, bro? You gotta, <laughs> I eat what I want now. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit oh, I like it. It's the new, uh, it's a new Funchetti. He's back. Funchetti. That's great. So, <laughs> before we get into popcorn, should we close out the show? <laughs> yeah. You didn't sign off yet. I mean, I think the best podcasts are the ones that are more casual. It's more just like having a conversation. I agree. We need, we need to I'll tell you what, this has been an hour and 55-minute conversation. I think when we started the podcast, we started really quick. I was like, oh, I'm going to make our first play. I was like, oh, we're probably going to be done in an hour. <laughs> nope. 100 minutes later. Oh, oh, that, that was before our 45-minute talk on the Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> One hour later, we're talking about freaking trucks and popcorn. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys listening, even though even if it's only seven or eight people. We love you all. We appreciate the support. And we'll see if uh, you guys can close the gap on me because I am in the lead right now. <laughs> the slim margin. Maybe two units will uh, not only close the gap, but pretty much widen it in my favor. Let's find out. A lot of trash talking going on. Chelsea, bet the Bears, everybody. Mm. Eat popcorn. It's good for you. Tons of fiber. Shout out to my cousin Molly going to her graduation party from North Carolina State this weekend. No, uh, that's why. I, that's why I won't be around to watch the football games. But ah, okay. I'll be North, I'll be driving to North Carolina for that. Well, safe travels, Cammy. All right. I will be taking the weekend off to prepare to kill myself during Spider Man next weekend. Oh. So. <laughs> They dark. <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up? Yeah, they're gonna show up. Yeah. The que- the more the more fun question will be, like, does Kitchen Hugh Jackman? Dunks. No, does Hugh Jackman show up? Uh, that's that's what a little birdie's starting to chirp, and that's apparently what Sony might be hiding. So. Wow. 
just some buzz, you know, if you're listening, you're in the eight people. No one's actually seen the movie, so it's not a spoiler, it's just speculation. But Well, I know, put the, uh, is... the the soundtrack was leaked, and I listened to it already, so I know that they are in the movie. And... Is Nickelback in it? <laughs> Nickelback? <laughs> like, no, I mean, those two have been, like, filmed on set and all that stuff, and, you know, you, yeah, they're coming back. But uh, the question becomes, like, how big does that multiverse thing get? And, um, you know, it'll be fun. Like, is Tom Hardy going to show up? Will you have Jared Leto show up? Right. You know, like, things mean, like that are interesting. I mean, spoiler alert for people who haven't seen Venom 2 yet, but I think the Tom Hardy thing is pretty much answer with that post-credit yeah, scene. Well, you know, yeah, the question is, like, will that be a credit scene, or will that be, like, something that matters in the story? You know, like, because uh, from what I hear, you know, that little moment of Doc Strange on the Statue of Liberty in the trailer, apparently there's 30 minutes of movie after that that no what? one's seen yet, so. What? It should be fun, yeah. So, like, even though that that's being sold as the big climax, like, whatever that opens up, is the final 30 minutes of the movie. But again, you know, it's it's all pre-release hype and a lot of it could just be noise, but right, we'll see. Or, you know, maybe they have Hugh Jackman show up and he's not playing Wolverine like WandaVision did to us with uh, Quicksilver, which was the most annoying troll job ever. So. <laughs> Ralph Boner. No, oh my God. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see what happens with our bets and we'll see what happens with Spider-Man No Way Home. Very excited. Yeah. Very nostalgic, and uh, we'll see who comes out on top for Week 14 of the National Football League. We'll see you guys Spoiler later. alert: It's going to be Brian Campbell. Oh, boy. <laughs> Night.